Everyone's got good movies. I'll give it that. But it, it, it has no movies that really A are too joyful and B uh are make you feel patriotic. I don't think I've ever watched a movie uh that's made you patriotic. I'd say if you were an American now that watched Rocky. Like Rocky one till five easily you'd be out of your seat clapping saluting the american flag ireland just don't really do that we just we don't and i'm not slating ireland and being like oh just fuck this country but um yeah we don't have a rocky balboa movie that can kind of tell that can be like make us happy about i'd say when i'd say when the first rocky came out where even though he lost to another American, and he lifted up those gloves, and I said, oh, you, you, the good fight, and all that, I'd say, I'd say in the South, definitely, people got up and clapped, I'd say they got up and clapped and saluted, and shed a single tear out of their eye, and uh, put back on their Ray-Bans, and marched out to their semi-pickup truck, but, like, Ireland don't really do that, uh, I just went through the Irish Times top 50 movies uh, number one and also it's bullshit because it's not really a list of Irish movies the first one which I've never seen it, it, like the number one top spot is a film directed by Stanley Kubrick great director The Shining what have you Barry Lyndon is the name of the movie I've never seen in my life. The description is an 18th century Irish scoundrel makes his way across Europe and wins the heart of a noblewoman only to succumb to misfortune and disaster. Like, it's typically Irish that it would start off well and then we just go down into the depths. Uh, next one, the dead and Devlin. Like, the the man of Iran, hunger. Like, none of these hunger, another good movie about the uh, hunger strikes up the north. Uh, the Crying Game, brilliant movie. Uh, another up the north movie uh, Forrest Whitaker uh, and Stephen Ree in the crime game fantastic but although it has comedic elements it is extremely sad Adam and Paul great movie Lenny Abramson Abraham Sin uh, great great movie but like let's be honest whoever's seen Adam and Paul it's one of the most depressing endings to a movie and continues in that vein throughout and there's a one point where I think I, I forget if it's like I haven't seen it in a while is it that every person they meet they're like oh do you have a car do you have a smoke do you have something like that and then they kind of they wind up at one point outside of is it they wind up outside a pub or something like that and they and there's a bit of hope there and whatever and then like they end up scoring i don't know crack or heroin or something and then go to a beach and one of them just drops dead and dies i think i think that's the ending uh so again like we just don't have any of those rocky Balboa, Balboa, rocky Balboa movies where we can kind of say oh look this is this is who we are uh wind that shakes the barley and i mean another ira one my left foot great fantastic movie Daniel Day-Lewis and all that but like there are scenes in that movie where it's just like it's tough to watch where he literally cannot move and I know Daniel Day-Lewis is a fully moving person but like where he just has the one left foot uh, two Oscars in, in the bag for that one I'm pretty sure Um, The Lobster 
terrible movie. Terrible movie. It's not even an Irish movie. I don't know who made this fucking list. Uh, it's just... It's maybe one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, Colin Farrell. Uh, you know, it's a weird, surreal sci-fi vibe. My mic's about to fall. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. Really one of the worst movies I've seen, in my opinion. Brooklyn. Uh, you know, Donald Gleeson and... Another Lenny Abramson one. I think he he had something to do. Yeah, he had something to do with it. Hated it. Didn't like it. Uh, I suppose like the Madeline sisters in the early nineteen sixties. Four young women, rape and incest survivor Margaret. Yeah, good one. Always nice to see uh, a bit of what was in May two thousand and two. Yeah, uh, fant just just fantastically depressing. I don't know. Uh, but th- but then there's those there's those gems those his and hers killing of a sacred deer I like I need to get onto the Irish Times because the killing of a sacred deer was directed by Yorgos Lathimos, uh, and the only person called Yorgos Lathimos is the man making my kebab after a long night of being terrible with women and drinking too much. Uh, but in saying that, great movie. Uh, with Barry Keown, you know, very, very good, and also, who else was in it? Colin, oh yeah, and Colin Farrell as well. Um, Bloody Sunday, Descended, Secret of Kells, Gaza, like they're, these are really just not, actually, there's one movie, there's probably more, there's Intermission, and that's a, like, that's a great movie, and there's, what's it, Intermission, The Snapper, um, uh, the commitments, uh, all great movies, uh, that are quite funny, but, uh, with, not Brendan Gleeson. Oh, I think of his name later, but there's one movie that I think it it could, it's probably, it's probably the best Irish movie that's made in Ireland. You know, had Irish actors in it, and that's The Guard. There will not be a better Irish movie than The Guard. I genuinely mean that. Oh, the other movie was uh, Calvary, by the way. If anybody's seen that, just don't bother watching it. Uh, if you want to keep your wrists intact. But, like, The Guard. Don Cheadle, a black American, going to the west of Ireland, where Brendan Gleeson is the cop. How could... Like, who 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 thinks of that? It's maybe the best Irish movie in my in my opinion. Certainly, it is. Um, starts off great, ends depressingly. Uh, you know, as it always was. Like we don't do comedy. We're not good at it. Why would we bother trying? Here's a few Irish comedy movies that came out in the thousands. Grabbers. It's in Scotland. It wasn't up the north or in Ireland. Is that an Irish movie? The Stag, terrible movie. Seen it once, not good. Um, we don't do shows. I don't think there's ever been an Irish comedy show that's lasted over one season, if even. We we like the crime. We like the thrillers. We like a bit of drama. I mean, why do you think Love Hate stayed on the air for so long? I think it's besides Fair City, if you can count that as a show. It's one of the long... I think it is one of the longest RTE productions. 
But back to my original point. If you were a red-blooded American these days, and I'll get to the American thing now, I've been discussed on that. If you were having a bad day, I'm sure there's people that have a bad day and they go, Honey, I just want to sit down. Uh, I'm, in, I'm just in the one of those kind of moods today. Oh, honey, don't you worry, and we'll sit down and we'll watch Rocky Balboa, and you'll feel all that much better. And he too sheds a tear 15 years after it was released, probably more, it's probably 30, 25 years since the original Rocky came out. Um, and, like, the first one was serious, and people say, uh, I'm sure people said, I don't really like the uh, first Rocky movie when he, you know, when he lost and stuff like that. It's like, well, he loses in, like, half of them, I'm almost sure. Uh, he fought Hulk Hogan in one of the movies. Uh, I mean, there you go. He, he, let me just say that again. He fought the actual Hulk Hogan in one of those movies. And... I can't remember, I don't know which one, I think it was Rocky, the start of Rocky 4, where it was like a charity fight, but the size of Hulk Hogan compared to Sylvester Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, if you don't know, is I think 5'8", when Hulk Hogan back in the, must have been in the 80s when he was at his peak, he was 6'5", he was 6'5", currently he's at 6'1", from having his spine fused together, but there, like, there is no. I think there's very few franchises that can beat the Rocky ones. Uh, besides, like the ones where, uh, actually, bear it with me. I want to see how many Rocky movies there actually is because I remember being told that somebody didn't like how many Rocky. Somebody didn't like one of the um, uh, one of the Rocky movies. Because he's an he's like an old man. There's eight. There's eight. Oh wait, I think that includes the new uh, the the new black guy ones. Um, Rocky, Rocky two, Rocky three, Rocky four, five, Rocky Balboa, Creed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and Creed two eight. Yeah, I mean Creed didn't like it either. Uh, but yeah. I just I just feel like I'll need to start taking notes when it comes to uh when it comes to making movies. I need a an Irish Rocky Balboa movie to keep me uh keep me entertained. Um congratulations to uh Mr. Biden, who I I'm sure is listening to this. He's sitting at home. Well yes I, I am I am listening. Very good work, James. Now, time to go to bed. It's half four in the afternoon. Well done, Sleepy Joe. And con congratulations. Um, and congratulations to every single American that hasn't rioted yet. I'm sure, I'm sure they just... Either they are planning something or Trump's going to bring down the hammer and say, look, you know, riot on this date. This is when we'll, this is when we'll get those bastards. Uh, I can't do it. A, a good Trump voice. But... I, I, and congratulations to Kamala Harris or whatever, but I, I cannot wait to read Donald Trump's book when it comes out, because it, it will definitely be the art, his original book, The Art of the Deal, it will definitely be the art of scamming the fucking country and taking 
and how to how to avoid tax fraud and only pay seven hundred and fifteen dollars when you earn over a million a year. Uh, that's that's the that's the best seller that I want to read. Um, but on the flip side, uh, on a serious note, uh, thank God he's finally out. Um, we can we can all have a good laugh and a, a chuckle about it, but it is it is a good thing that he's out and maybe now there can be a bit of stability um as soon as sleepy joe comes in pfizer announced that there's gonna be a fucking uh vaccine for the coronavirus i mean and you know people are sad that oh trump's gone now we can't make all the jokes about him and you know he gave us so many good pictures and stuff to make uh memes and jokes out of now, now it's the uh, it's gone from the the Trump legacy of funny funny ha-has to, uh, I don't trust big pharma. However, and you know insert funny, I don't trust big pharma, but like, ah, give it give it a try. Uh, I saw a tweet today. Everybody's ignoring. Uh, the one thing everybody's ignoring about the coronavirus uh, vaccine is that if you can drink on it, because if it's not, Ireland's gonna have to uh, quarantine by itself. Uh, that gave me a good, good chuckle. Uh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm feeling great. Thank God. You know, uh, college is on track. Keeping keeping those assignments uh, pinned down. Uh, looking to find myself an actual internship. There, are, it astounds me, and oh, here's the section where he uh, annoys about, or he's annoyed about uh, college or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Turn it down for a second, there, Sonny, and let me tell you about how I dislike the college. That's very good to me. But there, there's some people that have important jobs that should have never been put into that position. There was. I should you not if I haven't already said it before. I said it to my friends certainly, but there was a lecture. The person who was designed to find to kind of help us, uh, you know, find a work placement opportunity and you know create and fix our CVs and whatever, uh, and portfolios and stuff. Oh no, not actually no, not even portfolios because I went up to her and said. Hey, for this creative marketing firm, I need to make a portfolio. You know, is this any good? And she goes, don't even bother putting it this way because I won't look at it. Okay. Uh, and not, not only that, she requested that my phone number be on uh, every email that I send her. And she called me. You heard that correctly. A lecturer called me on my phone. And and what did she say? She said, "Well, James, I don't think this is a, a happy call because I shouldn't have to chase you down. It's like you, you're not chasing me down anywhere. We are inside the house. You are inside your home. Uh, you could easily have emailed me and gotten your point across. Instead, she had to go for the full nine yards with the call and say, this isn't good because, you know, you'll be the one in tears when uh, it doesn't go right for you. And you'll be the one in tears when uh, it isn't uh, fun for you anymore. You know, and you won't find a job and I won't help you. I just won't help you anymore. And I said, well, I've kind of got like a few meetings to do. Like I've already got a few, you know, Zoom calls with 
employers to uh, catch up on. And she's like, no, 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 no. No, you have one Zoom call at a time. Now you inform me on which Zoom calls you have. I was like, I'm sitting there. I'm doing my work. She, I, I got given out to for not doing enough work. I'm getting given out to for doing too much work. I can't, I can't walk the wire with this woman at the moment. She's, uh, she's killing me. But, ah, and this is also the same woman. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but and people are going to be like, no, no, he's exaggerating. Come on now. She had the worst Wi-Fi ever. Such a bad Wi-Fi. And do you know in the old 80s movies, or there's always that sound bite of when a fax is coming in, and in the old days, and you used to interrupt the mobile phone reception, and you used to do that weird noise, insert, weird noise now. That was happening on her laptop or computer or PC or fucking toaster or whatever she was using to Zoom call us with. That noise was coming. So that means one of two things. A, she still has a fax machine running in the house. And to make that noise, the fax needs to be working. So she's either currently getting faxes and that means that there's a whole network of people that still use the fucking thing. Or her PC is, or whatever it is, is from the monolithic area, monolithic era. Or, or her Wi-Fi is bad. You know, James, why, why are you being all negative? You know, maybe just her Wi-Fi was bad. And you know, you've got bad Wi-Fi sometimes. And yeah, I sure do. But you know what I do when I realize that I've got bad Wi-Fi? I go downstairs, I reset the router, I connect all my shit up, or and or I have a direct plug-in. Now that may sound complicated to the untrained ear slash eye. It's not. We all do it. What does this woman do? What does she do to just put the cherry on top of that little piece of icing? She opened the door to her... I'm sorry, I'm choking up. She opened the door to her study... To let more Wi-Fi into the room. Yes, you heard me correctly. She believed that the Wi-Fi needed to f- needed to find her computer, that it was getting lost, and that it couldn't get through the door. I had, and I I I didn't know whether to laugh or to cry. But that night, where I was having dinner with my folks I go downstairs I go mum you will not believe you will not believe what this lecturer has done she, like, she's, she's opened the door to let more wifi in and like the guard being the best movie ever my mother the best Irish movie ever my mum becomes the typical the atypical Irish mammy and turns my joke into a life lesson where she goes now, James, you don't know. She could have a problem. And, you know, actually, I'll tell you, because she, she's a tech-savvy woman, I'll give her that. Uh, opening the windows actually does help uh, get better Wi-Fi. And I was sitting there, and I 
I was looking at my plate of finished food and I started shaking my head back and forth like I I tried to lay a big zinger on you here at dinner you know to brighten up the mood and you're condemning me for not wanting to have a lecture that believes that Wi-Fi has the same properties as a border collie that it can't get through your fucking door. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me because I won't say, okay? But there is, I have a point here. Like the American Presidency Office and my work placement lecture, they had the wrong people from the wrong era in charge and with the wrong mindset. Now I truly believe that balance will be restored. Not to the uh, not to the work placement lecture, she's still a, uh, a cow, but you know, we all need to make sacrifices. Um what is it? Uh, but yeah, I I, I College is great, thank God. Had a week there where I the down part of the roller coaster, and I needed to get back up. And we're back on the horse, feel fantastic. But this, uh, I went on a lovely little rant there. I, do you know where you where you stay up at night and those those feelings just get in your mind and you're like, oh, you know, I'm anxious or oh, why did I say that? Or there's that special little. That special little box area in your mind where you start to fixate on something that you almost did and that if you had done that thing that you almost did, you would have caused a whole mess of trouble. I remember when I was, I would say, 13 years of age. Uh, no, no, no. What was I? I would have been, I would have been 15, 15 years of age. I was at my cousin's wedding and she was getting married to her lovely British husband um, and as the jaded Irish family that we are with like 85 cousins uh, with their children that makes almost 150 cousins all together like a traveller hoedown we were a little bit uh, sceptical on the whole oh she's marrying a British man obviously there's nothing wrong with that and we were all being they were all having a laugh but I in my 15 year old state where you're kind of said between your friends oh fuck the Brits and stuff like that uh, that was still kind of on my mind I was like you know I don't like the cut of this man's jib marrying my cousin who's a you know 28 year old woman with a full time job and I haven't done, I failed my Irish mock in uh, pass mats, or f- failed my uh, pass Irish mock. You know, I don't, I don't you know, uh, I'm not quite uh, convinced on this one, folks. Uh, I was sitting at, it was the first time I was sitting at the, this is very embarrassing, but it was the first time I was sitting at a table that wasn't completely populated by children. I was sitting at a table with my rowdy cousins uh and i think at that time i think it was all the cousins that didn't have kids so they were still you know not to throw ice on myself but 
they they were trying to grab hold of their youth and they were saying oh you know james has come up to the the big man's table let's let's fuck with him a little bit and uh i had my lovely meal in front of me and my cousin nudges me on the arm and goes here here you go and slots down a bottle of heineken i've never drank in my life he goes don't worry don't worry my mum is at a different table probably watching me like a hawk queen of the harpies looking down at me you know any excuse to give me a bollocking uh while my two brothers probably like the fucking wedding dress on fire i go oh no uh i can't uh i can't like i can't uh i can't be doing that like you know uh i just don't want to he goes oh come on well why not he goes oh no no i have my uh i have my junior cert to do you know i have, I have my junior cert to do he goes, uh, when's your junior cert? I was like, ah, uh, um, uh, uh, June. Well, sorry, was that? Uh, start of June. Start of, start of June. The, uh, <laughs> it was, a uh, the wedding was in, uh, March. So, there you go. And, uh, he was like, oh, well, if it's then, you know, it won't hurt you. Have one night off. I was like, okay, fine. Okay, you've twisted my arm. I'll have a little sip of it. Uh, drank drank a little bit of it didn't like it uh but drank the whole thing to uh make myself feel like a big man uh and you know nowadays where you have one you have one can and it's kind of it hits just that it's just about it's like threading a needle it's you know through the eye of a needle here where you have one can and you feel buzzed already you know the, the good old days or some, sometimes it kind of happens now I had that and I was feeling good I it probably took me an hour to drink the thing it was probably lukewarm by the time it was I was done with it uh, you know foaming out the mouth with the bubbles uh, and I was thinking I uh, if my mum had found out then I I would have gotten a bollocking and I wouldn't have and you know the whole family would have bogged me and I could have ruined the wedding that's that's scenario number one uh, obviously that didn't happen none of these scenarios happened but there was another scenario where I, where I realised that uh, I, I I went back I, I was like I had to go to the bathroom during the during the speeches and I, what, what was it? Uh, there's always a sad part to a wedding speech. There's always a sad thing to a wedding speech. Like, oh, you know, I, I think it was something to do with the groom's dad or something like that or his brother or something, something like that, whatever. Um, and he was like, oh, you know, I, I miss him so much. Uh, you know, I wish you could be here. And I was, I was beeline it for the bathroom at that point you know probably already making an arse out of myself here but with the speakers that went by i tripped up on the wire this this did happen i tripped on the wire to one of the speakers and i fell flat on my face and uh of course i look up to see which relative is going to pick me up it's by dad he's like yeah you don't it's like you're right uh thought that i had knocked the speaker over thankfully didn't thankfully didn't cool calm collective i get up i 
readjust myself, walk towards the bathroom. The speech didn't get interrupted. It was fine. If it did, I, I that, that was kind of red flag number one. What if I tripped up, ruined the man's speech when he was giving a heartfelt, you know, memento to his uh, dead bloody goldfish? But it that, thankfully that didn't happen. I got into the bathroom, and this is this is the big one. This is the big one. I went into the bathroom, did did what I need to do, came out. The speeches were over. Uh, people got up to dance. Uh, yeah, yeah, points were flowing, I assume. And uh, I was asked by a Brit at the time, uh, and because they, because the crown lineages is so, is so vast, I can't even keep up with it most of the time. One of them had asked, uh, "Hey, your, I, I don't, th- I didn't hear him correctly, but." Uh, uh, you're something son and I was like oh yeah yeah, yeah I am and he goes oh cool like do you know what the story with the bar is and he goes oh I've, I've no idea and he goes are you sure it's like not a free bar and I was like what no I don't know and he, I walked away I, I could have said yes I could have said yes uh, not that it would make anything but it probably would have made a, a scene uh, another red flag but before the real dancing started to commence, before the real dancing started to commence, me and my brother were pelting each other with balloons. We were pelting each other with balloons or something. Or maybe it was even the weight that keeps the balloons down. I think that's what it was. We were fucking nailing each other with that. Me, 13, him probably like eight. I was, and I was fucking money balling it straight sending Jose Consenco Wade Boggs you know Dynasty nailing it at each other proper piss missile um, to put context behind this next part the wedding was in a lovely castle uh, and there was uh, it was I think it was the owner the owner who was something something Jack or like you know, Mr. Jack or something like that. He was like 93 years old at the time. Something like that. Uh, and he would always... It would always be a tradition that he would come down and give a wave to whoever was um, getting married at the time. And I threw one of those weighted things to keep the balloons down at my brother. I completely scuffed it and missed him. And my brother had all the ammo in his arsenal. And he was ready to fucking nail me with one. I could see it in his eyes. You know, the blood moon had risen. He had he had fear and anger in his eyes. And I, I had fear and anger in my body when I ran. And I was... If I was a bit slower. Or if I didn't cop on that my brother was going to nail me with one. I, I ran out through the big doors... And I was this close, this close to doing the double whammy of A, knocking over the people bringing out the fucking wedding cake. It, it would have literally been like an Adam Sandler movie. It would have been, oh, I'm running away from this thing, trips on laces that aren't uh, originally untied, whacks open the door, fucking wedding cake gets spilled all on myself, 
uh, I turned around and was like, oh, you know, I didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that close to being a reality. I said double whammy, so there is a second part. Who do you think would be bringing the cake out or accompanying the cake? It was fucking Uncle Jack, the 93-year-old Skeletor man. And in one foul swoop, I could have A, ruined the evening, and B, clobbered an old man to death with an 18th century wooden door. And at that, and I just, I just, I was like, oh, that was, that was close. And I ran, and I ran off. 15 years old, you'd think I'd know better. Uh, and I, and I fucking ran off down the hall. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, I was super, super close. And I, and I remember the only person that called me up about it, because somehow, by the grace of God, none of my relatives saw me almost whack into him. But the one person who did was, of course, my brother. And he was like, you almost ruined the wedding cake. You know, he was he was eight or ten or seven or whatever. Years of age, he's like, you almost ruined the wedding cake. And you almost killed that old man. And I was like, no, no, no. Nope. Uh, when it was a, yeah, 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 I very almost did. Uh, so... If you think, and the, and I've been to plenty of weddings, that's the kind of the virtue you get by having a nice big family, but I, like, if you ever, like, I, I'm actually, I'm stumbling over, stumbling over my words because uh, I'm now making myself anxious thinking about how I'm sure that lovely red velvet cake would have looked on top of me in my rented suit. That was probably a size too big for me. And, you know, double-breasted because I was a little fat fuck. Uh, and I can see the local headlines in fucking county buttfuck nowhere. Where, young child uh, ruins wedding along with killing famed uh, fucking castle owner, Uncle Jack. Yeah, what a what a little shit. Uh, I can see it all in I can see it all in lights now. Uh, I can see myself making, making writing and directing and selling... Uh, selling this newfound movie to Netflix and Adam Sandler to make the a heap ton of money, but uh, yeah, just if you ever feel bad, just remember those kind of moments where, geez, that could have gone pretty fucking poorly. Uh, it could it could have not just gone poorly; it could have gone extraordinarily bad. Uh, so yeah. Thank God that never happened. Uh, we've covered a lovely amount of stuff today. I hope you're all doing well. If you need a chat, text me. If you have any topics that you'd like me to to discuss, send it in. Um, there's a new there the sneak peek for those who stay to the end of the episode. There is a new poster coming out there's a new design for the podcast that's being made by Mishi Designs so big ups to her and her work rate and stuff like that it'll come out uh, when it's out I'll upload it to every social media and it'll be great um, but other than that I uh, hope everybody's doing well and keep tuning in that's this week's episode bye bye <laughs>